Neuromedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, co-host Jazzy Fiddle. (laughs) Yep, that's me. (laughs) I'm glad you cleared your throat for that one. Yep. Uh, Let's not forget our lovely, beautiful, succulent producers, Dead Eye (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't keep it together. I was. <laughs> what is the charge? Enjoying a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> oh, what's going on, Test? Hey, everybody. <laughs> if you have never Googled succulent Chinese meal, do it. Yeah. Best video ever. <laughs> it's a pretty solid video. Welcome to episode 211 of the GameZilla podcast, brought to you by our patrons. <laughs> Our succulent patrons. Our succulent, succulent <laughs> patrons. the term succulent? Never mean, mind. I Never use mind. the term succulent a lot. Now when describing my friends or co-workers. Well, the description of people in Grimlock today. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> get on over to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Start your patronage today. You will get tons of great stuff. And we thank everyone who has supported us on Patreon. This show would not be possible without you. This show is not possible without you. So if you want to support us, do it on patreon.com slash Media. We got bills. Yeah. Help us pay. We need, we need your help. Clearly, I'm going to need to bring in someone that knows more IT than us to uh, get this computer upgraded. Grim broke my computer. We need <laughs> Patreon money to fix this computer. Without this computer working, there's no GameZilla podcast. That's true. It's kind of an important computer. Just, just dropping that sob story, that hard sell on you. All right. Well, let's move into uh, some team talk. Ooh. I'm keep things quick here because we're running late. Don't mind if I do ski. Mm. That's right. Team talk. Chance of Fiddle, what was your gaming moment of the week? Well, I started and finished Detroit Become Human this past weekend. It's about, what, 10 hours? Uh, 8 to 12, depending on... Uh, the quickness in which you play the game, um, if you decide to read all of the little things that you could pick up in the world, and uh, whether or not you kill off some of your main characters and they don't have a storyline anymore. Um, <laughs> so I had a little bit Spoiler shorter. Alert. I had a little bit shorter version of the game, but uh, I will be giving a full review at Gamezilla Media on the blog in the next coming days. Oh, blog? What's a blog? We got those? Yeah. GameZillaMedia.com. You click on the, the button that says blog, and there's a bunch of blogs that are written. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't help people like Deadite, but everybody else. Nah. Don't help me. All right. Well, I mean, just initial, I guess, quick recap. Um, what did you think? Okay, quick Not recap. Not even a quick recap. I just want to know, what did, you, did you like it? I liked it. Great. If you want to know more, you go to the blog. Yeah. <laughs> Dead Eye Gaming Moment of the Week. 
Well, get off. Do I hear $100? $100? $100? Hey, do I hear $200? $200? $200? We got $200. We have $250. We have $250. Sold for $250. My gaming moment of the week had nothing to do with video games, but it had everything to do with my Twitch channel. Myself, Grimlock, and Chops on Saturday night did a live stream of Storage Wars the board game. <laughs> um, the Now, you're probably asking, why do I own Storage Wars the board game? I don't even like the show. I've watched like two episodes of it. I know nothing about it. We were at a rummage sale, and it, I was like, oh, Storage Wars the board game, just being an idiot, um, yelling it to Chops and Grim, and... Uh, the guy's like, oh yeah, it's still a uh, new, new wrapped up. And I was like, yeah, but six bucks. He's like, yeah, but what about $1? I was like, oh yeah, I'll take it home for a dollar. Like I'll buy anything for a dollar just about. So true. So <laughs> the, the rest of our time out garage, I was like, listen, guys, you guys are going to come over to my house tonight. And we're gonna live stream playing Storage Wars the board game. Yeah, I'm like, no, we're not. Shut up. And they kept thinking I was joking because they're like, he doesn't know how to set up a live stream on his computer. He only streams through uh, through PlayStation. So luckily, <laughs> luckily, I was really impressed. Grim gets to my house, and uh, you know he was handling some Gamezilla media business, handling some phone calls. He was in my driveway for 40 minutes. That was 40 half minutes. Hour, half that, hour. That was 40 minutes. I had time to figure out how to live stream from my computer through the <laughs> webcam, and we set it up and we played Storage Wars the board game. We did. Yes, we did. And we had three or four people come hang out with us and enjoy the stream. And was it not a great time? It was a great time, but mainly because of like the things that happened to you. <laughs> okay. I think I think it got set up to be this epic moment because of just how it started. So yeah, I um I had a good time though. I think I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. It was actually really fun for a dollar. Like, you know, like each player draws different tokens and hides them in like the different storage units, and then you have to try and outbid each other to get the units you want. But you can also put bags of trash in the units. Um, you black can, mold. Black mold. Well, of course, my first unit I buy at the beginning <laughs> of the game uh, happened to be full of black mold and trash. So yeah. uh, I was. There I wasn't was, even anything valuable. <laughs> no, even, I would have made three hundred bucks if it wasn't full of black mold and trash. Uh, so uh, we actually had a lot of fun with it, and uh, I could see more. Storage Wars getting streamed on uh, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash night, and I could see other uh, really bad board games. We could have uh, more bad board game nights at my house. Yeah, like I just picked up uh, Lost World yes. board game from um, from a thrift st uh, store, so um, who knows if all the parts pieces are there, but still, I think uh, would be an amazing, an amazing next game to play. I had the most magnificent idea. You have a Dazzle. I do. I have WrestleMania, the VCR board game oh, God. that I bought at a thrift store in Ohio with Sci-Fi AJ. We could stream that. <laughs> we could also stream. I want to know if anybody's ever heard of this. So um, if you have, you can let us know in the Twitch chat live right now or um, hit us up in Discord. Okay. I have the game called Atmosphere. Okay, it comes with a VHS as well that you have to play along to. If you've heard of this game Atmosphere, I want to hear from you because that game we should 1 million percent stream this game along with the VH, the creepy VHS guy that like helps, uh, you know, try to shake things up. But that that was, my, you know, 
there was a lot of fun gaming that happened this week, but that was most definitely my highlight was the, the three of us just having a good time playing a board game and um, having a little fun with the Twitch audience. Yeah. Um, test, yep. Test nomics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, well, yeah, you were, uh, you were, uh, Jerry, uh, Nod. J- J- what is his name? Jared? And I was like, Jared? And you're like, what? How do you, and I was like, I don't know how to read this guy's name. Yeah. You knew all these characters. Well, yeah, these well, yeah, and so did Chops. Chops was the one that corrected you, actually. Chops was like, uh, <laughs> Chops was sitting there like, do you mean Jared? And we just lost our <laughs> minds. Like, wait, and then, yeah, I mean, to be fair, he spells it weird, but still, um, and then we had uh, myself as Barry, the old the old guy with the bone gloves. Yeah. And then um, Brandy was the um, who Chops played as. Yeah. Okay. All right. Testonomics gaming moment of the week. So with all this talk around Pokemon, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. I got real deep back into all things Pokemon. So uh, over the last week, I've been playing a ton of Pokemon Go. Uh, I'm still playing Pokemon Quest, the free-to-play game on the Switch, and uh, along with Deadite and Gangster Ass Rick, we've been playing Pokemon Gold and Silver as a download on the new 3DS. So I'm back. Well, I'm into gold, um, four badges deep, and uh, just waiting for Deadite to get a Haunter so I can get him that Gengar. Need it. You know, I was definitely like hunting around in the grass at night last night trying to catch me a Ghastly. There you go. I uh, mine was pretty simple. We we had our community game night uh, on Fridays is when we tried to schedule them. Jazzy Fiddle put together another community game night. This time focusing around Splatoon two. Uh, jumped in and the thing. This is my gaming moment, which uh, you, you probably cue this sound effect up. Get ready because I realized. That Splatoon 2 is the most enjoyable game to teabag people or get teabagged in in the world. <laughs> I've been teabagged thousands of times in Splatoon 2 on Friday night. So basically what happens, we had seven people and there was one rando. And this one rando like found me, just totally you know, killed me. Ronald and, OMG, Ronald, we know you. Yeah, we know you, okay? <laughs> we didn't forget your name. And he teabags the shit out of me, and I'm like, oh, you fucking dick. So, <laughs> so I like, I forget, I don't even care about the game. We're losing horribly about with coverage. I'm like, don't care. He was wearing like um, a very like easy to find um, samurai outfit. So I'm like, okay. So I I found him and killed him four times in a row and just teabagged his dead body every time <laughs> to the point one time where I was teabagging and, and someone just <laughs> rolled up and killed me. Well, I kept teabagging. And so, and that's when I was like, guys, I forgot how enjoyable it is to teabag people in this game. And that's when everyone... <laughs> Everyone started teabagging anytime they got a kill. I'd be running around and I'd just be watching people just teabagging everything. I'm like, oh god, when did I start? I got lazy teabagging because I decided at one point we decided to all run buckets. Yeah. And so I got like sick of using my arrow sprayer. So I'm like, I'm going back to the bucket. And in this level that we were on, there was like this little tower. Yeah. So I'd spray the tower and then go up there and then just would 
own people from the top of this tower because if they try to come up there, a bucket to the face, <laughs> yeah. you're dead. Oh, I know. So where you're I going. literally was just spraying everybody with this bucket from the top of this tower, and I was so lazy I didn't even go down and teabag them. I just teabagged the top of the tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that same tower though was the, was my other highlight of of my week, which would have been when I I'm I see Jazzy up there just just slinging paint left and right, <laughs> just just. And I'm like, oh hell no! <laughs> and I just head up there, and I I get on top, and he he's he's like hiding in the ink. He pops up, and literally, instantaneously, instantaneously, we both bucket each other. One hit, done, <laughs> explode, and then someone comes by. <laughs> A third person comes by and goes, T-bag, T-bag. I'm like, you weren't even part of this, dude. Like, were you watching us yeah. somewhere? I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a thousand percent testing on us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, that that was my gaming moment. I had a lot of fun g- getting to play Splatoon again. Um, having eight people, so, like, no matter what side you ended up on, you actually got to play with your friends. Yeah. Um, and shout huge shout out. Huge shout out to BMC, who oh yeah, yes, yeah. Huge that was shout another out. gaming moment of the week. Huge shout out to BMC. This is a guy that won Splatoon two from from our um, from one of our uh, events and basically got rid of it because he was so fed up with the ability the not not having the ability to play with your friends uh, and build the teams and play with who you want to so he got rid of it and we've been giving him shit we're like oh yeah you can be part of the community play you know blah 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 and then all of a sudden we see BMC sign on playing Splatoon 2 and we're like he did it he did it he got the game, and that's what Deadeye comes in and goes. I was like, oh, oh, oh no! I bet he went to Family Video and rented it. So, so <laughs> he gets in. We're like, BMC, we gotta ask. Like, did you really go out and buy the game? He's like, man, I'm not gonna lie. Stopped at my Family Video and got <laughs> it for a dollar thirty or something like that, like half uh, off for 24 hours. Cheap minds think alike. Yep. So he uh, he was able to join and have some fun. So yeah, that that was a, it was a fun night. But yeah, that's, uh, those are our gaming moments of the week. We want to know your gaming moments of the week, and you can tell us on the Discord. It is a free gaming community that we have right through GameZillaMedia.com, and if you're watching us live on Twitch, then the link is in the chat, and you can join today, talk with gamers from around the world every day for free. Let's get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have what about this monster story of yours? Download the video. Ah, yeah. That sounds a little bit different. A little, little bit different. That sounds like a new drop. Thank you, Deadite. Good work. This, this music we're listening to right now, what is it from? Doom. It is Doom. Okay, good. That's what I thought. I thought I was pretty sure it was Doom. All right. Well, um, we got some news for you this week. We're going to start with a topic that um, is, it's all rumor mill, but it's an analyst that has had some, a, a lot of predictions come true. And that is that the next generation, the PS5, the Xbox One X times two divided by whatever it's going to call it, will have disk drives. So... Uh, in this, in this like continuation of a discussion where we've talked about digital gaming being uh, eating up fifty percent of all sales last year, and how it's getting you know more and more siding with digital over physical, a lot of you know speculation was, will we see 
uh, disk drives go away next generation like we have in laptops and other devices that we're so used to seeing an optical drive in. Um, but this, uh, according to uh, this analyst, Michael Patcher, uh, which is uh, well-known in the industry and has been pretty spot-on on many of his predictions regarding gaming, um, has said there will be disk drives moving into the next generation. So I wanted to bring that up and go around the table, talk about what do you think? Like, does this mean physical media is safe or do you still think because of stuff that we're seeing with like the switch right now in Japan with the idea of like Resident Evil 7 being cloud-based driven you know like it's running on a server and you're just connecting to it like is uh, this going to be an underutilized drive that maybe we don't see as many physical products still even though it's there Jazzy Fiddle give me your give me your thoughts um I want to believe that the physical gaming is going to be safe um, however, I think having the option there might not necessarily mean it's safe because I think it's all a consumer thing. If people are going to have an easier way of finding good deals on the digital media, then I think that you're going to see the digital overtake the physical anyways. Um, I don't, I also don't want to think that this is like a <laughs> other than gaming thing either. So I don't want to see like a DVD or Blu-ray needing the disk drive either because i think initially like ps3 era you were seeing a, and xbox 360 you were seeing a lot of like it used as a media player as well whereas i think i've used my playstation 4 only as a gaming console well i think xbox one x or sorry xbox one has had um, a more of a media device lifespan uh this generation just because it does support blu-ray right. uh um, sorry, 4K Blu-ray, and um, back when it first came out, I mean, how you could run your cable box through it, you could do all sorts of, I mean, still, I guess, technically can run things through it, but um, it was designed to be that all-in-one unit where PlayStation came out and said, we're a gaming company, this is a gaming system, and they kind of stuck to that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to see the next gen be, I don't want to see the gaming side of it watered down, Right. Because of other things, but I don't, I don't. I'm not worried about that. What I want is to pick up, you know, the physical copies of the games that I care about. And and yeah, you're right. If the sales come around and start to actually, you know, play a role where when a game comes out right now, if a game comes out tomorrow and it's sixty dollars, and Gamers Club is still a thing right now, then I get it for fifty, right? Forty eight. Throw some tax on it. It's like fifty bucks. I, if I go get it digitally, it's 60 There's no deal. There's no break. There's no anything. So if I go to Amazon and I pre-order this game, I get it for 50 But if I buy the digital version through Amazon, it's 60 So that's the difference right now. If they somehow would just finally realize that they match that same deal, oh, yeah, digital would dominate. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they're not, even though the, the actual cost of issuing out a you know, a key code versus a physical box with a disc inside of it. I don't know. To me, right. it's it, I can't believe they haven't done it already. And then you guys will know this more than I will, but as far as quality of being able to, you know, put a game onto a disc versus, say, a cart like Nintendo's still doing, the quality you can get on a disc is still better than the cart, correct? Well, it's not, I mean, it's, it's storage space. space, it's storage yeah. space. space. So, yeah, you could put more onto 
a you know dual layered Blu-ray than you can um, you know a solid state memory flash memory unless you get some crazy big flash memory. But the problem is is that it's proprietary from Nintendo and it's expensive. You know if for some reason game gaming companies could put their game on a micro SD card and and ship that out like I mean flash memory is cheap. And go, you know, like they could, they could go put a 128 gigabyte flash card out there and put whatever they wanted on it, you know, and slap a label on the front of it. It just doesn't work that way. You have to buy this proprietary thing from Nintendo, and it's just not like game companies are not going to invest in it. It's the same problem that Nintendo 64 had, and and all the, you know, these generations that where they've been cartridge based that people shy away from Nintendo for that reason. The, right now, the Switch doesn't have that problem because everyone wants to be on the Switch. So. Right. They're they're getting they're making their money. A couple of thoughts about this is so I think it will become less important moving forward because we are moving away from the popularity of DVDs and Blu-rays and even you know 4K discs aren't all that popular. But if you look at historically, the reason the PlayStation 2 initially thrived is because it was an an inexpensive second DVD player that parents could buy their kids. Right. Um, the PS3, one of the reasons it had any success at its launch is because it was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could buy at the time. And I can at least say for the PlayStation 4, it's the primary Blu-ray player I use. I have two other blue, technically three other Blu-ray players in the house, and I 95% of the time watch them through my PlayStation. So I know that there are people like me that will continue to use that if it's you know a feature in the system. And... Another thought about that is the fact that if these retail stores are going to stock these systems, they're going to want software to sell to continue to make money. True. Working with the retailers is a continued partnership. They're not going to want to just stock a PlayStation and a couple controllers and that be the end of it. They want to be able to have continued revenue off selling the system because they don't make that much money selling the box. No, they you know they make a few bucks every time you come in to buy another game. They make money off cables, controllers, that sort of thing. So I know if Sony, Microsoft want to continue to have a strong retail relationship, they're going to have to keep you know software in the stores. And again, I think we all believe that in due time that will fade away, and you know you will just go in buy the system, a controller, and that'll be it. But for as long as retailers can hold on to that, that's the relationship they have with the game industry, and they're going to want to keep that afloat. Uh, and I don't really see the new systems having a disk drive being awkward or out of place or odd at all. Because if you think about it, one of the biggest things that people found out, I think, this gen was backwards compatibility. Like, people like being able to play their old games on their new system. Yep. And the thing about it is, is every Xbox and every PlayStation un- up until this new one is all disk space. So you don't put a disk drive in it, you're instantly taking away any backwards compatibility unless you're going to offer some sort of cloud-based service or like online store or something like that where people can digitally like prove that they have the game and get a code for it or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's a good point. I I, I, I agree. Or I think the... The point made on Twitch, too, was that uh, there's still people that exist that like physical copies, and I 100% agree with that. But I have someone here that's sitting at the table that loves – they love the – CDs. They love physical media uh, when it comes to music. About like five or six CDs just this weekend. And, I mean, that's – for 
you know, it's dead. That that industry, as far as a physical physical media format, it's yeah. I mean, you can still find CDs, but they're not. I mean, Best Buy is not even going to carry them anymore. But the, there is a difference because part of my motivation for CDs over MP3s or digital downloads or streaming is the audio quality on a CD is still superior unless you have like Tidal or something. If you have a really premium streaming service, you're paying for large files where there's not actually a quality difference between the digital download of a game and the disc-based version of a game. The quality of the experience is the same where that's not true with CDs. And I mean, for the most part, high def streaming video is equivalent to what you'd buy on a disc. So CDs is a little bit different, but in yeah. gaming, it's, it's, uh, but doesn't, it's that, doesn't that pl- that point you just made actually makes it worse for gaming in the sense of like, uh, music has already failed and there, it was an advantage. Yeah. There's no advantage for gaming. And and I don't know if this is something that's going to happen to the gaming industry, but we currently live in a time where music has almost no value between between illegal downloading and streaming and availability for free music on YouTube. The value of an individual song, consumers look at it like it's worthless. I mean, that's the that's it's sad. It's art. It's amazing. People put hard work into it, but society no longer cares about the value of music. And I don't think we're there with games though. I think people still care about the value of a video game. Yeah. It has it the and you know with things like PlayStation Now and with uh Xbox Game Pass like that could eventually change. Um well yeah, you have those you have those services now that let you kind of go and and play a bunch of games for one one low price. You also have the backwards compatibility like you said um which you know, if you if you believe the rumors that are coming up here for E3 in a week that PlayStation might be adding PS2, PS3 to the PS4, um, if that actually happens, like that's happening to the PS4 in the last like year to two years of its life. So, like, I mean, are you really gonna add that to the PS4 and then the PS5 roll around and not? Not yeah. have that because we'll really, be we'll we're really be, gonna bungee this one. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> sit here. I mean, you can just look at the PS3 at launch and watch of like what a horrible decision that it had when it when you know there was all sorts of problems that, that Sony decided not to do with the PS3 and but it still had at, at the beginning it still had some of that backwards compatibility for PS2 and that was still tempting. You just decided to put a six hundred dollar price tag on your system, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's still there's still a reason to have disc drives in gaming. I still want to see physical copies, you know, uh, from from a collector standpoint for sure. But even that, just I play I I play more and more digital. We talked about the Switch the other day, and then I have more digital than I have physical for the Switch, and that actually surprised me. I, you don't realize, I guess you don't you don't even realize how big that how quickly that library builds. Uh, when you're when you're kind of just grabbing things yeah. here and there, it's a lot easier to it's, just be like, "What's on the shop? What's on sale?" Yeah. It's getting worse for me too because I'm realizing that, and this is very awful of me to admit this, but it's it's uh, pure laziness in the fact that it's like I, we brought our switch to the studio uh, last Thursday because we were going to do some testing for our community night on our switch, right? And they're like, "Oh, do you have Splatoon two with you?" And I'm like, "Crap." I, I buy so many things digitally, I completely forgot. Did I bring my disc with me? And luckily I had it, but like, I don't think about cha- having to have the disc or change it anymore because it's yeah. just an annoyance at yeah, that point. That you is, know? Like, I, even me for the Switch, when it's like um, Splatoon 2, for example, I have a physical copy. 
I was like, and I didn't have it in my system. I was like, oh my god, I have to actually swap carts, right? You know, when I'm jumping between like Rocket League and Mega Man, like I have all this digital. So yeah, I get that. But uh, the, the a question that came through on Twitch.tv slash Gamesville Media, uh, and you can ask questions live if you tune in Monday nights. Um, from uh, Miggy, I believe that was test. Was that from Miggy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we. He asked the question, if you could get a collector's edition still, so let's say Spider-Man's coming up, you can get the collector's edition with the statue, all that stuff, but it came with a digital copy, would that, still, would that be okay? And so I will go back to the idea that I, that I had pre-ordered Halo 5 Guardians, the collector's edition, $250, for this, yeah, $250 for this collector's edition. And, it, and then when you read... Inside the steel case, that's right, it came with a steel case that actually could hold a disc. There was, there was a disc spot for the disc. Was the, the, the code to download the game. There was no physical copy. And I canceled my pre-order. I was like, this is stupid as hell. Mm -hmm. I am not going to pay $250 for a digital code. And then you give me a steel case still? Like, that's kind of like you're smacking me in the face. Like, don't just don't even include the steel yeah. case. But... And they and you know everyone got upset about this. So anybody that did end up buying it, you could they would they would mail you a physical copy of the game. So you get this download code and you get a physical copy of the game because it was like a our bad. Didn't Battlefield come with like a huge collector's edition that didn't even come yes. with a digital copy of yeah, the game? Yeah, Battlefield One uh, had a big statue. Uh, I think again it came with a steel case, but it didn't come with a copy of the game. That was uh, Amazon exclusive, um, but. I don't know. I don't think it's a, like for me when I buy a collector's edition, part of the collector's edition is the steel case in the game. Like that, I assume that when I get a collector's edition, I'm getting a limited edition box that's going to go into. Because I mean, think of any collector's edition I've bought recently, and it's like handsome collection. It's got a steel case. The Order 1886 has a steel case. Mm -hmm. Destiny 2, Destiny 1, all Destinies I have, all have steel cases, all unique. Like, that's just part of, like, unfortunately, that's like the expectations they've set. So if moving forward you're going to do this digital collector's edition, I mean, I think at first it's going to be a little, you're, you're going to get a little bit of um, rejection from it. But overall, I think, uh, you know, you, you, it would take some time for people to get used to it. Weren't you a little bit disappointed that your Sonic Mania collector's edition didn't come with a physical version of the game? Yeah, I mean, that one, I think that one was different because it was cheaper. So here's the, okay, here's the deal. Here's maybe how you can flip it, right? Is that if it costs less, like we're so used to paying 150 160 plus um, for these premium editions that if I can all of a sudden collector's editions are 99 every single time or 89 like like the thing about Sonic Mania was cheaper. It was like 60 bucks for yeah. the full collector's edition with the $20 game and the statue and all the And a giant stuff. statue. So, yeah. like, for me, I did. I wasn't super upset about it. I kind of wish that there was a physical version. And then, to be fair, I kind of got bummed when now we're hearing about, like, a new version of Sonic Mania and a, poten and a potential physical copy of that version. And I was just like, oh, well, I would have had to wait six months if I wanted, you know, if I wanted yeah. this. So... I don't know. Like it's it's for me. I guess if you wanted to get away with it, it ha the cost would have to drop significantly. And I don't know if they're going to do if they'd be yeah. willing to do that. I think you have to tie it to gaming. Like it, it has to have a a tie to gaming. So if you're taking away the actual physical disc of the game and you're just giving me the 
figurine or whatever, it's a toy. It's like going out to buy a toy. There's nothing that like really says that it's gaming to me, aside from the fact that it's a toy or figurine of a game mm-hmm. that you're playing. So if if they were to, and I agree with the price reduction, but if they were to give you some sort of like special figurine or action figure or something like that, and you got some sort of DLC code for skins in the game that you couldn't get from the other editions, then I think I'd be more okay with it because you're getting something from that game that you can't get in a normal copy download of the game. See, I'm I'm honestly, and maybe this is a little side question, and we can and we, then we gotta move on to our next topic, but are you not sick and tired of this like DLC like you get this shield, it's black instead of silver? Like back like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, it was like you go to GameStop to get this exclusive, you go to Best Buy to get that exclusive, you go to Toys R Us to get this exclusive, and that's the only way you got it. Now I feel like, hey, any like hey if you get the collector's edition, which we made eight billion of, then you get this black shield for God of War, and it's like, it's not exclusive. It, it, there's not enough like, ooh, I need that, and there's no other way to get it. It just doesn't have the, it doesn't have the like the pull anymore that it used to, where I would be like, I gotta get this from GameStop because I get a whole additional level mm-hmm. that no one else gets. And, and I feel like now this D, the, and I want to call it DLC, this add-on, this add-on bonuses, you know, like skins or, you know, different color weapons. Like half the time, I don't even redeem them. I don't even redeem them. Because I, never, I just don't care. I never got my cold heart from Destiny 2 because I didn't care. Really? Yeah. That I think one, I think I can still redeem it. I think I have a couple. I was gonna months say to that one it. actually. I, that one. I well, if you were more into the raid, I would I would say you need it. So I've never played the raid. Yeah, like that was actually a gun. The reason they put that. See, that's another problem though. Everyone got a cold heart, man. Like yeah. everybody did, and because you needed it in the raid, it was literally yeah. built for the raid. Practically, I don't know. I I just think that stuff's overrated. And I don't I don't want you to fill my collector's edition with it because I don't care about it. I'd rather have like spend a little like go go hire a better sculptor to make a better statue. Oh, I agree. Or with go, the statues yeah, being like hot you know, garbage. Right. So very few of the the, the statues or figurines yeah. have been like. Like I liked premium. the God of War statue and I liked the Horizon Zero Dawn statue, but they were plastic and they were you know l- lesser quality. Mm-hmm. So it would would I mind if you took all the little trinkets and all the DLC and just at, just said screw it and then made you know made the the uh, statue a little bit like more detailed? Hundred percent, I would have took that. So all right, I think we spent enough time on this topic. We're gonna move on. We got some more Sony news coming up. Uh, Sony, obviously, like I said, E3 is right around the corner. We're about uh, a week away. And the, um, well, less than a week, but Sony came out today and announced that they're going to be making announcements several days in a row coming up to their presentation. So for multiple days starting on June, is it 7th? 6th. June 6th, you're right. Yeah, Wednesday, June 6th. Yeah, June 6th will be the start of this, and each day they're going to drop a new video game that they have not talked about. So a new PS4 game with PlayStation VR support will start Wednesday, June 6th at 4 p.m. Sorry, no, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time for us. Um, And then the uh, following release date for an upcoming Worldwide Studios title will be June 7th. 
And then new PS4 game announcement, Friday, June 8th. A new PSVR game announcement, Saturday, June 9th. And then a eagerly anticipated game comes to PlayStation VR, Sunday, June 10th. And of course, Monday would be when Sony takes the actual stage and does their presentation. So this is like a different... Uh, Different style than Sony's than I remember Sony doing in a long for a long time. Mm-hmm. I won't say they've never done it, but I I can't um, I can't remember a time where it's been like this, like these weird little sprinkles of games. I think it's an ex, it's a an ex, it's an extension. So before the actual like conference of Sony, they always have like the small development groups that are part of Sony, like out in the tents talking to IGN News and all those guys about, like, hey, here's this game. And it's, like, the games that are are a major part of Sony but not big enough to make the big stage, right? So I think that they're it's almost like taking that concept of, like, hey, here's this stuff that's not big enough for the big stage and it's before the actual presentation, and they're just extending it out daily to try to, like, Build hype, maybe? I don't know. I mean, it's E3. I feel like you don't have to build much hype. And right. So that, that leads me to the reason, the real reason why I brought this here is, do you, do you like the way E3 has been unraveling this year? I feel like a lot of the excitement of E3, like I'm still excited for E3 because I like to cover it. I like, you know, I like the shows that we do, and I like obviously to hear all the news that comes out. But I'm kind of like, I kind of feel like a lot of like the big like wow factor is gone because so many things have like just you know leaked out supposedly and now we're gonna just sit here and tell you about uh fallout 76 but we'll tell you more at e3 so like it's just like well we know what's coming now you know like unless you hit the stage bethesda and drop elder scrolls also like what 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 yeah. am i going to be i'm not going to be shocked and awed and and I just so just remember their presentation 2 years ago was it 2015 or 20 2 3 years ago where they dropped oh fallout 4 is coming this fall in like 2 months oh and fallout shelter something none of you know about Right now, go download it. Like that, that, that stuff like that. Particular, me. yeah, that particular announcement, like one E three. I mean, it was just like everyone's jaw hit the ground. It was unbelievable. So, I don't know. For me, I just wanted to get people's thoughts. Like, what do you think of E three this year? It's been it's been a very strange road to E three, where I feel like so much stuff has kind of just come out, and overall, it's, I think it's kind of taking away from the event itself. I agree. I think the, (laughs) unfortunately, it's the world we live in. You have the data miners and the people that literally just try to, they can't wait. So they're trying to like dig in and find all this stuff out and then spoil it for everybody. So it's kind of like, like we say, whenever we go to see a, a movie that we're really interested in, it's like, stay off Facebook, stay off social media because it can spoil it for you until you see the movie. Right. So I feel like we kind of should have saw this coming. Like, maybe we should, like, try to... I mean, we really can't because this is what we do. We report gaming news, and unfortunately, uh, it kind of spoils some of this for us. But um, I still have high hopes for the actual presentations themselves. I think getting to see some of these games, uh, gameplay, and um, hopefully some of the things that are still hidden up uh, people's sleeves is going to reel me back in, we'll say. 
See, I so I mean, yeah, you have people that hunt for things and they try to find, you know, you got data miners and all this stuff. When when things are put out there, when 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 access is given. So again, I look at this as how much of this it's is really sloppy. Well, sloppy, or how much of this is on purpose? Okay, like like you don't have thirteen leaks of Assassin's Creed. I mean, that's basically every Assassin's Creed game has been leaked of all time. Like, I'm sorry, but Ubisoft does like maybe some of those were accidental, but not all of these were were actual like accidental accidents. Because if they are, then guess what? You need to be better at keeping secrets. You need to be better at locking your shit down. But bottom line is. Leaks happen to create buzz, right? Like fake leaks. And I think some of these studios let this stuff out and, and you know, oops, that hit Canada Walmart by accident. Oh, oh, okay. Well, um, yep, Rage 2 is coming. And here's a trailer that we just, you know, you just had ready for you. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> just fell out of the sky. Like, you know, so for me, I'm just kind of like sometimes I feel like, especially this year, with how much of it there is, it, it, how much of it's fake? How much of it is just fake and it's generated from, from these publishers, from these developers trying to just get buzz and get themselves that that first step where they're like, you know, everyone's fighting to be in front of the line here when everybody starts to stare at E3. So you got all these guys jockeying for position just being like, ooh, look at me. Look at me. I got Fallout over here. And then someone's like, oh, no, no, look, look at me. I got, I, got, I got Rage 2 over here. And then it's just it's... It's tiring. It's yeah. just like, okay, I get it. Guys, just get on stage and do your thing when you're supposed to do your thing. It's just, I'm t I don't know. I, it bothers me. What do you think, Dead I? It's tough because I'm not going to have real feelings about this until it's hindsight. Like, we could go into this coming week and just have amazing announcements we knew nothing about. And then who cares about all the leaks? Who cares about all the, you know, uh, or games that were released early, like Sony's doing these few little things leading up to it, if there's still surprises. That's part of the fun of E3 is the surprises. So if all these are spoils, if all these are leak, and then and then we sit through these conferences and we don't actually get the surprises, we don't get blown away, then this will be really detrimental to the fans' E3 experience. But if you know some stuff is still kept quiet, then I think I'm still going to have fun with it. I, and I'm not going to know that until next week. See, I think the only people that, can, that are staying quiet, and, and I mean, it's pretty typical, is Nintendo, right? Like, And that being a primary focus for you, Deadeye. But like, when, but like, what does Bethesda have? Like, If you're a Bethesda fan right now, you're looking at it like there is no surprise. And if it is a surprise, yeah. it's going to be so small that it, that it doesn't matter. Like, again, I think any Bethesda fans looking at this, like, yeah, you might be excited for Fallout 76. You might be excited for Rage 2. But, like, unless they come and say, hey, here's Doom 2 coming out this year, or, hey, here's Elder Scrolls, like, then, and Bethesda's already sitting here saying this is going to be the greatest presentation of Bethesda's history. Right. So you either got to bring something else because you already it's already out there like to me. And so when you look at Sony, when you look at Xbox, when you you know and you look at a lot of these people that have been uh, Ubisoft and all this stuff has been, you know, and um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey gets leaked. Um, you have you know you know Division 2 is coming. So like what is Ubisoft bringing that's bigger than Division 2? That's bigger than Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like what what IP do they have? You know, that's They're working not, on Anthem with Bioware. Do they, do they have a Splinter Cell <laughs> game coming out? Isn't that there's, something? That's there's rumor work? of a Splinter yeah, right. Cell, yeah. So, but 
you know, the um, the only company here that's still sitting kind of dormant is Nintendo. It's like, yes, we know we got Smash coming. Microsoft's been quiet, right? Microsoft's been quiet, but that's because Microsoft we all know. Microsoft and Sony. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't have anything. Yeah, they, we all like, know. Yeah. yeah. Both of their potential, like, presentation scripts got leaked on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, Sony's did for sure. I don't know if that, I don't no, I've, think I've my, seen an X uh, Microsoft. Yeah, not one like too. Sony's. Not though. like Sony's. No, no the Sony's I, is like down to the time. I have not seen an Xbox yeah. one. So the one you saw, I, I don't even like. The one that we saw for Sony was everywhere. Well, there's yeah. the there's everywhere. Nintendo and that has scares the, the shit out of me. Yeah, Nintendo has the rumors of Fortnite getting leaked. That got leaked, but have we heard anything about Metroid Prime 4? Have we heard anything about any major IP that Nintendo controls? You know, like. Bethesda controls Fallout, Rage, Elder Scrolls, you know, and and those things. Ubisoft owns Assassin's Creed, you know, and and Division was purposely put out out there. So you know, like these are these are major IPs that people have been waiting years for, like with the Division two that we already know. Like example, Bungie, for some reason today decided to go ahead and launch with the name of their Fallout, um, their Fall. Destiny. Uh, DLC is going to be. DLC is, yeah. And it was like... Like, why? I thought you were going to do that at E3. You're literally like four days away from E3. Yeah, just save it for E3. I don't get it. You know, and I just, again, I think it's just companies trying to jockey and get get in position where they're like, all right, cool, we have, uh, you know, better exposure before E3. It's like, just, I don't like it. It just, it's just sloppy to me. It feels sloppy. It feels like just... Things are just happening in every in every which direction, and it's going to lead to you spending millions upon millions of dollars to stand on a to stand on a stage to tell me something that I already know, and that that bugs me. Hopefully not. Yeah. But anyways, we'll see what uh, we'll see what Sony has uh, to offer here. They're going to be starting on June six and give it, and they're going to be giving us a little something every day all the way up to their show. We'll make sure to cover it on our blog, and uh, you'll be able to follow follow everything that's going on with E three through Gamesville Media on social media accounts and GamesvilleMedia.com. All right, we have our favorite topic of the week. That is the Patreon news topic. This is the topic that you patrons get to vote on every week that we're going to talk about. This week, you chose Microsoft and Xbox has a support staff that has reportedly been laid off and replaced with volunteers. And you can sit there and be like, okay, well, you know, that sucks, but, you know, like, you know, people trying to cut cut budgets, save money, blah, blah. Well, it gets a little bit worse. It turns out that the people that got laid off unknowingly trained the volunteers and then lost their jobs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jazzy, why don't you just go That's ahead and show... That's good, business right Jazzy, there. <laughs> Jazzy, I'm going to need you to show test what you do over here, okay? Yeah. No reason. I just want, you know, I want redundancy, okay? I just want to make sure that mm-hmm. when you get sick, that we got someone that can sit in that chair, okay? So then once you're done, you just let me know. We're going to let him go once this is over, okay? Like, we just got to get that, you know, just gotta get that. Uh, that First off, <laughs> I want to thank the patrons because this brings something to my eyes that's been happening around here. I already packed all the stuff into a box. <laughs> I don't know why he had so many pairs of shoes here. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like shoes. <laughs> They're all lady shoes, though. It's very strange. Shh, shh. His ass does look good in a pair of pumps. 
<laughs> so yeah, Microsoft. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> Microsoft has laid off these people. Uh, it's uh, about 12 Xbox support staff lost their jobs uh, after unwittingly training their replacements. And volunteers in the Xbox Ambassadors program are the uh, the, the new support staff. And um, th- this was this these people were hired by a third party. So these people were hired, and and it was third party based. But overall. Um, it was a small team, and basically, I don't know if you're familiar with the Xbox Ambassador program, but it was set up in 2013 where it rewards members of the community with various prizes for volunteering their time to assist with customer support. So, um, like I, so I'm on the Xbox Ambassador program and the Xbox Insider program. And you took these people's job. They didn't offer me shit, so I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm too low of a level because you gain XP and you gain levels, and you know I just wasn't very good. But um, they took our jobs. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I brought so this got voted. I put it. We put it up as for vote, and I wasn't sure if it was going to win, and and won in a landslide. And I just I think. People just hate hearing these types of stories, just like we heard the one of uh, Toys R Us recently. Um, no, that there's was some awful. really fucked up shit going on with Toys R Us. But uh, Xbox, we'll stay with Xbox right now. What do you think of this? Like, here's a here's a company that that I felt like, and then, again, this is it's twelve people, and and I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to like be like it's not a big deal because it's twelve people. Like that's not my point, but. Here's a company that I, like, I felt like they were listening to the fan base. They were really caring about things, and so you kind of assumed that the team that this this team that they were have built also was, you know, getting treated being treated well and trying to really just pull out all the stops to to yeah you're not going to catch PlayStation, but let's make it the best generation we can make it with with the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And when you hear things like this, it's like it instantly kind of just is like punch in the face for me where I'm like, I always try to defend Xbox. I always want to like try to shine the the positive side to to Xbox. And here there is no positive side. This is just shitty. Like, like what is 12 people's budget when you're Microsoft really me- mean anything when you're Microsoft? I mean, what are you really saving by having 12 people versus 12 ambassadors that you're giving game codes and alpha access and what you know and, and Microsoft points to instead of you know having 12 jobs? Yeah, unfortunately, in my opinion, it's not the jobs that Microsoft cares about. Somewhere at some point, they're like, we need to make cuts, and it's not necessarily these 12 jobs that they're cutting that's going to like save them or flip the business around or anything. It's literally a test to see if these people that's what it can is. still yeah. do what we're telling you to do. Yeah. Do we it's need Xbox, a department or not? Yeah. It's Xbox grabbing you by the wrist and saying, Hey, you still follow me or no. Okay. Well then do this. Okay. They do it. So then, okay. Yep. Let's keep going. Like, and it yeah. happens in every business. Every business does this where they're like, Hey, we need you to train these people, and then you know we let them go, and then the people you trained are step yeah. into your place because they're, you know, can work different hours or cheaper or you know yeah, whatever I, it may be. Yeah, I mean, how many times from from places that we've worked, how many times have we had it where they've they've 
you know, eliminated an entire like uh, structure, and all of a sudden it's just put on someone else's shoulders of like, well, yeah, you do this, but now I need you to do this also, you know. And I mean, even my wife, who works in the automotive industry, from previous jobs she's had, like when she left and moved to a new job, and she has friends at that old job, they go, yeah, they never filled your spot. They just basically put all your work on on the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. They never filled that you know that position, and because they were trying to save money, and it's just like save money and and see like, hey, do we really need twelve people, or can we run on with six? And, and part of that's business, I get it, but this is like. Hey, we have a whole department, and now we have no department. We're gonna let a fan base take care of it. You'll you'll know why this method of doing things hurts the consumer if you ever try to buy beer at a self checkout at a grocery store. You have to yes. wait for the one person that's in charge of eight registers and is busy with the errors in all the registers that's to the finally come over and punch in your driver's license yeah. number so you can buy your beer and go home. You've wasted your time. You've wasted their time. It's not even beer. It's any anytime you have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something doesn't weigh right. Something something won't scan. Just a red light starts buzzing yeah. for no apparent reason. You put the and item in the bag there. and it says you didn't put it in the yeah. bag. And this <laughs> is supposed to be a more efficient, like when those things were installed, they were pitched to you, the consumer, as a easier way for you to get in, get out. I'm buying two things. I don't need to wait in line with everybody that's running all this produce. I'm just going to go scan them and be out. But instead, it actually takes me longer because now you have 30 cashier registers and you have two people running them and 28 of them are shut down. And the the people in front of you trying to buy their food are mentally incompetent. Yeah. So everything's backed up because you have idiots yeah. trying to buy food. We're Guess going what? way off the side here, but uh, self like like <laughs> self scanning devices have been out for like ten fucking years. How do you still not understand how to use them? I'll tell you what it is. It's the damn self-scanning companies that set up those stupid <laughs> questions, all right? Listen, you scan the item, you put it in the bag, you give it money, you go home. Here's the problem. I get Grandma Lemon in front of me, and she's tooling. I'm like, oh, man, this lady's going. Like, I'm not going to be here for very much longer. And she hits that little complete button, and what does it ask her? The one goddamn question I don't want it to ask her. Give me all your blood. No. (laughs) Do you have any... Oh, no, Grandma Grandma Penny. (laughs) Do you have any coupons? Oh, then she pulls out like this. This looks like my photo album. <laughs> all right, full of coupons. You have and photo albums still? Yeah. Digitalize that shit, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but th- that's what they pull out. And then they flip page by page. Let me see if I've got any coupons for anything this I is bought. My, like. This is my grandson, Jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> she's in a, just, just trying to insert Canadian money. You're like, no, yeah. lady, this is America. It's a picture of Jazzy. Where well, I want yeah. to take my coupons. Like my high school, my, uh, my school photo. Yeah. My grandson Jazzy's priceless. <laughs> but yeah, no, that is a great point. Like self self scanning like devices and the ability where they've cut it down to like one person that manages like twenty of them at Meyer or whatever, and it's just it's asinine. It's horrible. It. There and that's is what they're value. doing here. There's value from a customer standpoint to deal with someone who has a level of expertise and them not be the only person that has that level of expertise. Yeah. They're stretching the team too thin, and there's something to be said yeah. about the pride someone takes in their own work and their area of expertise. And giving this out to volunteers, a small team of volunteers, 
could hurt the customer yeah. experience. Now, to be fair, this is exactly what Microsoft's doing. Microsoft's going a little bit further than this, and they're saying, hey, we used to have 28 cash registers open. Um, would any of you guys like to, like, <laughs> Run these twenty eight for like half an hour for me. We'll like, give you coupons. We'll give you some coupons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, we can't pay you. <laughs> we can't pay you. <laughs> but we'll take volunteers. They got Jazzy's grandma running get... a register because you because they offer more coupons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you don't have a coupon? I've got one here for you. Hold on. Yeah. As four people walk out with their baskets. Now, the one thing I can say that Xbox might be doing here is that they you, you had 12 people. They trained other people. So let's say it was 12 for 12. But let's say those ambassadors are also training other people. Like, the thing about ambassadors is that you could have 100 of them. You could have 1,000 of them um, where you can't necessarily, like, maybe you were only budgeted to have 12 people. Like, you couldn't have 1,000 sub- Xbox support people. Um, and so, I mean, in that sense, but... If I'm an ex- like I'm an Xbox ambassador and I'm sitting here playing Sea of Thieves and all of a sudden someone's like, "Hey, why don't you chime in and help Jimmy figure out why his Xbox won't turn on?" I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm playing Sea of Thieves." Like, okay, <laughs> I thought you'd be saying, "Please get me away from Sea of Thieves." That's what I meant to say, <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Jim, Jimmy, this is a better game than Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Figuring out why your Xbox doesn't turn on. No, um, <laughs> Jimmy, do you have a connect? Throw it in the trash. First of all, Sea of Thieves has uh, gotten a lot better. I, I'm, well, it's I'm getting a megalodon. It's already there. It's now the best game. It's ever. already there. It's it, it's been it's been uh, entertaining. But anyways. That's my thing is like, okay, ambassadors come and go because people want to play games. People want to like enjoy their free time. Like most of these people also probably have a standard job. So they're not going to be your tech support 24 seven. You know, I don't know. I just, for me, it, to me, it feels really crummy. Like why not keep the 12 people and integrate the ambassadors with them? Like what it looked like they were doing. I think the twelve people thought they were training the ambassador program. So now it's like here's the twelve core like head people, and then they have this whole army underneath them to help them. And then they were like, "Cool, now that we have the army, we don't need you guys. You're out." That, the that's real, crappy, man. The real angle we're not seeing here is how come we're not going to Microsoft to volunteer to play video games, and then we can claim it on like volunteer hours of. Taxes and stuff. Well, I mean, I, I mean, why do you think re- I play my Xbox? It's terrible. <laughs> otherwise, it was it was super clear by the state that that wouldn't count for my community service, and it uh, it wasn't gonna you know get me out of the trouble I was in. So I'm still stuck cleaning up trash on the freeways. So and hanging out with you. Those are the two things the judge said could be my punishment. <laughs> All right. Damn. So thanks, judicial system. <laughs> There's the Patreon pick of the week. Once again, going off the rails thanks to Deadite bringing up self scans, which are fucking garbage. (laughs) So I I 100% agree with them. And you know Deadite and I don't necessarily agree on a ton of things. So these are takes you're only gonna get here on this show. You can oh, listen yeah. to other video game shows, and they'd probably be like, you know what's great? Self scanning machines at cash registers. And Eat then, shit. And then and then they and then that'd be the end of that podcast. Yeah. But no, here we we destroyed the grocery industry. That's right. All right, we're gonna we're, we're gonna move into our last topic, and that is Bungie making some news Ooh. again. But this time, it's not about Destiny. That's right. It's not about Destiny. Bungie got $100 million from investment uh, of an investment from Chinese gaming company NetEase. That's right. You can make a shitty game 
and then fuck up a game multiple times, screw up 20 times after that, oh, also, like, not listen to your fan base and go the opposite direction of anything that they wanted, then turn it around, give them the same stuff that they had that they wanted in the first place, and still get $100 million. To be fair, communist... What are we doing wrong? To be fair, communist China probably just got taken king like two weeks ago. That's so, true. So they're probably a little bit behind. They're like, oh, they're like, wow, Bungie's really making some strides. So last Friday, the Halo and Destiny studio Bungie announced a major partnership with Chinese tech and gaming company NetEase to help explore new directions. The deal is worth over $100 million, giving NetEase a minority stake in Bungie, as well as a seat on the board of directors. The partnership will help Bungie grow into a global multi-franchise entertainment studio. You can't manage one video game. You don't need to be multiverse. Don't do it. You can't juggle the one ball. Here, look it. I can juggle this mouse. I probably shouldn't because I'm probably going to pause the podcast here. Then I didn't even see what I did. Thank God. But you can't juggle Destiny. And you want $100 million to make another video game. What the hell are these investors looking at? Hey, here you go. GameZilla Media, we juggle five podcasts right now. Five. That's four more than Bungie. (laughs) Give us $100 million. Watch what we can do it. A lot more than Bungie. Uh, Destiny 1 servers are still online. And Destiny 1 and 2 are completely different games. (laughs) (laughs) Super different. Not as much anymore since the last DLC, Jazzy. All right, so Sparrowly Gracie, <laughs> new uh, coming to Destiny Two, never before seen. Sparrowly Gracie. A big part of the focus is to self-publish in the future, rather than relying on other companies such as Microsoft or Activision. Bungie signed a hundred year deal. I'm really stuck on a hundred million. <laughs> uh, a ten-year agreement with Activision to publish Destiny, which ends in 2020. We're two years away from Destiny being dead. When they're when <laughs> we're two years away from Bungie being like, thank fuck God, we're never touching Destiny again. <laughs> hip hip, hooray! Fuck you guys. Hip hip, fuck you, hooray! Activision. We're out just like we were out with Microsoft because we can't keep anything afloat. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna sign a different deal with a different company until they can be a self-publishing. Self-publishing could that, actually save them. No, it's not going to save them. You want to know why they want to do this, right? It's so that when they fuck up again, because they will, and they release some garbage that everyone hates, they'll go, cool, we're not going to keep working on this because we're not stuck in a 10-year contract with Activision. Whew. Making moves. <sighs> Bungie says the partnership with Activision for Destiny is unaffected by this new partnership. Sure it is. We'll see you in 2020, okay? It's just, they're just going to release des- like yeah. Super Destiny Cart. And <laughs> it's going to be, <laughs> yeah. and it is ex- a cartoon racer. And it expects to continue to grow that franchise for many years to come. But that that's its long-term goal to be uh, is to become an entertainment company that sustains many worlds simultaneously. Ooh. You can't make multiple worlds and destiny and make them make sense how are you going to juggle multiple games with different universes your brains are going to melt 
Just, will you just leave them alone? They're saying those words again that make me believe that they're going to make something I want. <sighs> okay? Okay. Well, founded in 1997 in China, NetEase has developed some of the country's internet infrastructure and produces email services, advertising, and online PC and mobile games. It also licenses games from Activision Blizzard, such as World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and others uh, for the Chinese marketplace. I'm sorry, man. I can't figure out how a company can just keep dumping on dumping on the floor and then face first falling in it, and then people go, "This company's got promise. These people are going somewhere. Let's give them a hundred million dollars." I just don't get it. I really do not get it. Well, they're we're on the board, man. We're literally talking the about the future of Destiny is going to be decided in the next two weeks because of how bad it is and how important its E3 announcement is as far as how they're going to fix it. And companies are throwing money at them. Like, sit back and watch them choke to death at E3. And then decide if you want to give them $100 million. Bungie's kind of like your like alcoholic brother. You're just like, you know what? Like He'll do better this time. I know he keeps, I know he keeps <laughs> just drinking. Just one more chance. Just I know, give him one more chance. I know I gave him a couple hundred bucks you know, last month, and yeah, he spent it all on malt liquor. But you know <sighs> what? I really think he's going to go buy out or go out and buy a suit with this money and get a job and clean himself up. That's what it is. Like, let's just keep giving him money. Let's uh, you know, hope they don't piss it all away. I love Destiny. Okay, like I, I, you know, Destiny One was so important to me. Bungie has been a company that I have loved, but in recent years, this company has proven nothing to anyone other than it cannot learn from its mistakes and it likes to eat its own poop. Like your like, alcoholic brother. <laughs> <laughs> Can't learn from his own mistakes and eat his own poop. So what the hell are you doing funding this? Like, oh my god. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens, but this is clearly like if you a side side topic here. This will not affect Destiny, and it will be a game for many years to come. This 100% sets them up that when 2020 hits, they have another backer. They, they have a hundred. They can bail on quick. Activision just like they bailed on Microsoft. They can be like, nope. So like when E3 goes horrible this year. Or when next year goes bad, they could just be like, cool, we're, we're done. We don't have to worry about this because we locked these guys down. Like, well, why did Activision, like, what kind, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I have no idea how this happened. This is wrong. This is bad. What are we, what am I looking at here? This looks like a better product than anything Bungie's ever made. Destiny, Rocket, Ping Pong. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. That's about right. That's about what what we're look what we're gonna get at E three from from Bungie. Here's a game mode you've never seen before: ping pong, but with a rocket. The ball's gone. Also, the mechanics broken as hell. Oh, and when you put hundred hours into it, and you think you're gonna get your exotic, you don't. Jokes on you! Ha <laughs> ha! We make great games. Unfortunately, Deadite, he's reading this wrong. If you're reading it like Grimlock, it clearly says rocket. And then a new race is being added to the game. 
<laughs> no comment and no one new not sub, what I, a new right. class like hey you play as a ping pong new class ping pong titan warlock hunter and ping pong am I the only one here though that's like baffled that they get a hundred million dollars <laughs> no. after crapping themselves it's like congratulations deadite you pooped your pants here's a hundred million dollars sir listen I, I I dump my pants just about every week and our patrons still keep giving us money so I'm thankful don't use me as the measuring stick. Jazzy, do you, got, you have anything else to add to this? <laughs> I agree completely with you. I have nothing to add to it. Testonomics, do you have anything to add to this? You, you spent $8 on a copy for the PC. Like, can you, can, you, where are we at with this? You a Destiny guy now. I'm, I'm a Destiny guy now. I played for about, I don't know, 20 minutes. Okay, you paid for 20 minutes. That's all you needed to realize that they should have not been given $100 million for a new project. Except the Crucible is super, super good. Yeah, GOAT. Go. I mean, I mean, Crucible is okay. The mm. problem is, is that there's four guns you can use in it. Out of the 300 guns, there's four that work that give you a chance to win. Four. Oh, they all work. They Jazzy, don't give you a chance to win. Jazzy, there's four. Okay, <laughs> you can't sit here and say Crucible's good when the when Splatoon Two is better, more balanced than Destiny Two. I might rather read the book, The Crucible, like I did in high school, than play more of when, Destiny Two's Crucible. When the game evolved, is more balanced, even though they're shutting the servers down in a couple weeks. Then yes. Destiny Two, you can't call Crucible good. Sorry. So in a few weeks, we can call Crucible good. Is what you're saying? No, because in a few weeks we just get an announcement. We got to wait till the fall. Man, even yeah, the but battle evolve servers will be down. Oh, oh, yeah. Then yeah, you're right. Then then Destiny moves up a spot. Even so, the yeah. Battleborn <laughs> servers are a hundred million dollars. I think <laughs> two hundred actually. Yeah, you might as well just double it at that point. When Evolve goes down, you, yeah. their 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 value goes through the roof. Maybe this was like a prank. Like, hey, let's see if we can get on the board of directors at Bungie. <laughs> when did Evolve come out? Twenty fourteen. Uh, Twenty. That server. That game, which was a two K game, by the way. <sighs> La they left those servers stay up for four years. Yeah. Is that for real? As long four as, years. As long as they never shut down the Battleborn uh, servers. Those got to be gone already, right? Those got to be down by now. Yeah, because it came out the same year Destiny did, didn't it? Evolve. Evolve. Yeah. I Man, it has been a hot second. It came out February tenth of twenty fifteen. Jesus. Oh, okay. And they're just <laughs> shutting so it down. The same game here. It was dead. It was dead thirty days into the game. Anyways. Yeah. Why don't you give them $100 million? I mean, you like that type of... No, listen. Listen. You can't give 2K any money. I won't even give them another $5. <laughs> they patched 2K, WWE 2K again. There's a 1.4 patch. Still unplayable diarrhea that they charge people money for and refuse to refund. Yeah, but, but what if they but, had $100 but, million? Dollars? But you will give 2K money when Borderlands comes out. Begrudgingly, <laughs> I'm giving that money to Gearbox. <laughs> I'm giving money to Gearbox, published by 2K. <sighs> All right, we want to hear what your thoughts are on Destiny. Do we think this is Bungie's move? Like, this is a smart move by them, where in 2020, if things aren't going the way they want, they don't have to worry about Destiny 3. They don't have to worry about Destiny 3. Unless they come out and sign an extension with Activision and shut us up, this is a play to set their set themselves up where they have flexibility and freedom to do whatever they want, including let Destiny die just like they pretty much have let Halo die. Because let's be honest, the last good Halo was what? Halo 2 and Halo 3 a little bit. 
but basically Halo 2. That's so, the one Halo game I have. Yeah. So for Halo me, Wars. for me, I look yeah. at this Halo Wars Two: The Goat. Not, neither one of those were made by Bungie, but okay. <laughs> That's why it's the goat. <laughs> That's why. Anyways, we want to hear what you think on the Discord. Let us know. <sighs> Gamesillamedia.com. Halo Reach. God, the news was stressful today. <laughs> I'm tired. I am actually like exhausted from the news. <sighs> Best but we're not done yet, because it's time for Muster Bust. Ooh. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust? All right, here it is. We are not going to sit here and be depressed about Bungie and crappy video games and just money being thrown everywhere. We're going to talk about goats. We're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about the greatest of all time, and that's right, <laughs> a legend reborn. A legend reborn. Shaq Fu is coming out for the Nintendo Switch and PS4, and it is a must. If you want some DLC where you get to be Obama and beat up Kanye West, Shaq Fu is the game for you. If you want to collect Icy Hot and make it a power-up so that Shaq Fu can beat up wizards and shit, Shaq Fu is for you. Hashtag Wizard Lives Matter. So Shaq Fu <laughs> is a must for me because I get it for free. So I'm excited about that. If you bought NBA Playgrounds, you get this game for free. So get ready because NBA Playgrounds was hot trash. Man, that game sucked. Uh, we played quite a bit of it too. Yeah, and then we got <laughs> to a point. We got to a point where like this is so broken, we can't we couldn't advance any further. Yeah. We we put a couple lunch breaks into that. We put a few hours in and we're like this is terrible. Maybe a playground's hot trash played a bunch of it. Destiny, Hot Trash played a bunch of it. I hope they do give Bungie $100 million so they can make something that Grim will play a lot of. <laughs> Alright, we got Blaze Blue cross tag, cross tag Battle coming out for Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PC. If you are a Blaze Blue fan or a fighting game fan, this is the next uh, your, your next installment. Uh, the demo was pretty fun. I got to play with Sashin, ES Buds. Um, we, he got to show me some of the some of the characters that I, I don't know a whole lot about Blaze Blue, but I didn't realize that there was characters from other like uh, like Rooster Teeth's Ruby and stuff like that were were in in this game. So like, oh, cool, looks fun. Also, Vampire coming out finally after some delays on the PC, Xbox One, and PS4. That's a must for me because the word vampires in it, and I like vampires. That's it. I don't even know what the game. I don't even actually know what this game is, but I already pre-ordered it. Grim's the Twilight guy. Yeah. No. No. Actually, that's probably the one thing I don't like. But you love it. Vampire, you don't like it. I love it. I love Underworld, and it's hot garbage. Okay. Like Underworld's a rough, rough, whatever you want to call that. Eighteen movies, I think, at this point. I think it's five. Yeah, five, eighteen, same thing. What about like a three pack of the movies uh, a couple of weeks ago? Now, one pretty, that pretty I'm actually much. really excited about that I don't think a lot of people have heard of is On Rush. Have you heard about On Rush? No. Codemasters is making what kind of looks like a burnout-like racer. Very oh. arcade style, lots of lots of collisions and crazy ramps and all sorts of stuff. The game looks really good, and that's uh, coming on a PS4 this week as well. So that's um that's something that I watched the trailer for and I got pretty excited about. But I already have Burnout Paradise now. That's true. We already have a burnout game, so you missed the boat, Codemaster. But Let's not forget my last game I want to talk about. The one, the only, Deadite game of the year. Ooh. Sushi Striker, The Way of uh. Sushi Odo. 
don't think you did that right. I yeah, it's, I think it's Sushido. 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 You were you read that about as well as that Storage Wars guy's name came out of my mouth. Yeah, but but it's right though. You can't wait for this game. It doesn't look like something I'm gonna play. You already bought it. You pre-ordered it. 3DS. Did I? 3DS and Nintendo <laughs> Switch. This game looks probably not that good. I don't know. I'm not. There's I, a lot I, of hype I, behind it. Yeah, I feel some like hype. it's the sushi uh, burger time. Yeah, that's Do right. Not. Yeah, it's it's better than burger time. It's better than bur- Super Burger Time, which was hot trash Man. by Donnie Dickoff in his turd arcade. <laughs> Don- <laughs> Donnie Dickoff should get $100 million, I think. $200 million. His- <laughs> I like how Jazzy's, just- Jazzy's gag is $200 million. Just up in the ante. Double it. And then they should get together with Bungie. And as long as they come out with something that has the word burgers and vampires in it, we're all going to play it. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> All right, and I told Tess that I would uh, I would bring something up here if um, if he reminded me. So he didn't remind me, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> he didn't remind you. Let me grab my phone here real quick because I I just found it very amusing that this played out the way it did in June. So I'm gonna cover Xbox Gold and PlayStation Plus um, games. You know, free games this month. If my phone loads IGN, it's it's looking like it's not going to because it just froze. But um, oh, there it goes, kind of. Oh, crashed, but that, that's a little different, guys. Yep, 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 yep. Oh. Here's, here's a tip for you. When Android P comes out in, um, you know, test version, don't test it. If you're gonna, if you're thinking about testing the new Android, don't do it. There you go. I'm getting best rid of my tip, Google. Best tip, what? I'm getting an Acer, uh... Oh, get a... Get out of here. Man. Get out of here. Okay, I got it, guys. It's actually up now. <sighs> that new Asus phone. Asus. Asus. It's your brand. How do you not know the name? What, what about Asus? Rog. Rog. Comes with a clip-on fan to cool the phone off. <laughs> Hello, Moto. Oh, that sounds like a battery explosion in your pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to have your genitals made by a cell phone? Buy that one. Listen, the patrons could have voted on that news topic. They decided not to, so you missed out. Um, Damn you, patrons. (laughs) June, we have for the PlayStation Plus, XCOM 2, $59.99. Trials Fusion, $19.99. For the PS3, Zombie Driver HD, $9.99. What is Zombie Driver? Man, I it's probably Crazy Taxi, but you hit zombies. Oh, I'd be into that. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Future Soldier for the PS3. Is that where you collect ghosts? No, it is not. $19.99. You make ghosts. You make ghosts. For the Vita, Vita, you are getting Atomic Ninja, $9.99, and Squares, $4.99. This is a total retail value of $124.94. We're going to slide on over to Games with Gold. Starting off with Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia for the Xbox One with a retail value of $9.99. Yeah, coming in hot for E3. Then we're going to go right to the Xbox 360 and let you know you're getting Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed for $29.99. 
followed by <sighs> Lego Indiana Jones 2 <laughs> for the Xbox 360 oh, for 1999. Oh, God, why? But that leaves us with one game that I skipped, you guys. One game. For the Xbox? For the Xbox. It is the gold bundle for the Xbox One. With a value of $99.99. And it is Smite! That's right, we're getting the gold edition of Smite for free! $99.99! And that gives the win to Xbox as a total value of $159.96! They beat PlayStation! They bitch slapped them all over the place! It wasn't even a fight! He's already dead! Oh man, drop By it. giving you a gold loot box, cause Smite's free to play! Shh, quiet! <laughs> I don't even know what the gold bundle does. I think it gives you characters or something. I, th I think it unlocked. <laughs> basically, does unlock basically they were like, no one's playing Smite. Let's just give them all the characters so that hopefully somebody plays Smite. <sighs> Not going to happen. Test, I was hoping that you'd be disappointed. That is why I wanted to play that all up for you. I think this, you know, what this really does, though, this really proves a point. It proves a point to the GameZilla fans and the community is that the Smite channel needs to come back in Discord. Yeah. Bring we need a back. Smite channel. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, PlayStation kicked their ass. <laughs> a subfolder <laughs> under the Xbox. XCOM 2 by itself kicked all of, all, all, all of Xbox's ass. Uh, can, Xbox. Can I talk about something that was left off Muster Bust? Uh, sure. It wasn't on my list, so maybe that's why. Yeah, it wasn't on your list, and uh, my feelings are a little bit hurt that you left it off. What is it? Let me make sure it wasn't on my list. What is it? Coming. In a week or two. I, I was going to say, that's pretty dirty, man. I don't know about that. Should we be talking about that? Coming in a week or two. Oh, is this? are you talking about Jurassic World Evolution? Well, that is coming next week, right? Is that the next week? The 12th. That oh, yeah, is so a that must. Jurassic World Evolution, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. Create your own Jurassic World Park. Manage your own island full of dinosaurs. It's a must for the Dead Eye Night. I'm just making sure that wasn't it because that would be a huge miss. So what's your garbage miss? I am probably going to be getting it on PlayStation so I can stream it so you can watch me uh, manage my dinosaur park. Yeah. Won't that be fun? Right. That would be fun. But what was the game that you were actually going to tell me? Ah, uh, but not a game. And you were close. I thought you spoiled my fun. Jurassic World DLC for uh, Rocket League! Yes! Hot. Yes! Oh, man. It's only two bucks. You get a Jurassic Park and a Jurassic World Jeep. You get this dope flaming T-Rex goal explosion. You get uh, a hard hat <laughs> topper. And you get flags. I'm just laughing at this guy right now. Jazzy, how many esports uh, news topics do you have now? One. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah. I didn't forget shit, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Get out of here! This is, this like is all your fault, though. Because we did. This <laughs> is all your fault, though. All right? Because he wouldn't have done this uh, if we would have just done the show according to the doc. Yeah, uh, I skipped esports. You did. I, just, I didn't think you really wanted to do esports. No, I do. I'm kidding. I wanted man. to give out great Rocket League information, but now. That's all right. I still got a good play. I play for it. We'll, Here's we'll some esports. Okay, everyone, forget what I mentioned. Just delete that from everything. Yep. Just go go dump some bleach in your eyes and forget what you saw here. Welcome.
The Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon! Oh, let's break it! Damn! Welcome to the studio of Broken Dreams. My name is Jazzy, and here's your quick Zilla esports recap. Thanks, Deadite, for tuning in. I'm glad to be here, Jazzy. And <laughs> didn't you know? I'm glad I'm not ruining anything for Rocket anyone. Rocket League, Rocket League. <laughs> First off, Phase <laughs> Phase Phase Clan Gaming is being sued by Phase Apparel Company for alleged trademark infringement. I don't really understand why, because Phase Apparel stands for fearless and zealous every day. Phase Clan stands for five Americans, zero Europeans, which I don't understand <laughs> because their whole team's made of Europeans. That's all I got. That sounds, that sounds xenophobic. I don't, Rocket I don't support League. the face. Rocket League. Ro okay, hold on. Brand Give new some music. Wait, 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 wait. Give okay, me some okay, music. Okay, 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 okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna just real quick. <laughs> real quick. Okay, you do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> Breaking news, hot off the press. You've never heard it except for right here, right now. Rocket. League is getting Jurassic World DLC what? on what? June 18th! June 18th! Need it right now! <laughs> new cars, new decals, new what? goal animations, new toppers, and flags, and antennas! And what does this have to do with esports? Nothing. This promo is more exciting than anything you'll ever see coming out of Rocket League Esports. Jack, can we get you back to the studio? Can we get you back to the, the main yeah. studio? We need I you. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I gotta Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I have for this week's Zilla Esports. Back to the hyperventilating deadite in the studio. <sighs> yep. Wow, what an announcement, Grim! <laughs> Never saw that coming. Never saw it. Never coming. in a million a years. Jurassic size announcement. <laughs> Life has found wow. a way. Life has found a way. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> well, that was interesting. That's the most exercise I've gotten in three years. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. Whew. Yeah. How'd you get over there all so fast? I mean, he's like on the other side of the country. Uh, I rode a skateboard. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. You might want to try Jazzy's teleportation next time. He's got that figured yeah, out. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he told me I couldn't use it. He said uh, it would be an irresponsible use of his powers. I oh. told him I would teach him. Hundred million dollars. Two hundred million dollars. <laughs> well, after you fail, and then you get two hundred million dollars. I got a lot of friends in China that will back me. So it won't work. Oh, Bungie. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Jazzy, <laughs> why does this podcast exist? Why does this company exist? And how can people make sure that we still exist? Because of your support on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/GameZillaMedia and show your support of this wonderful podcast today. Like our newest patron that joined right now. Well, like a little bit ago, but like during this show, shout out 
to Phantom Joe. Ooh. That's right. Thank Joe you, Phantom. Phantom Joe, for joining Patreon, supporting the show. You can do this too. Patreon.com slash Gamezilla Media. Yeah. Join today. Hurry you up. You could podcast too. And if you fail, we'll give you lots of money. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you join and your payment gets declined, we'll give you $100 million. That's how it works, right, Test? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just yeah. making sure. We I, might, we might, somebody might want to say no just in yeah, case. I'm, like, I'm going to say no on that one. I'm okay, going to make good. the... I just don't want to go to court later. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, well, you said, yeah. I know a lot about bird law. You so messed up, Microsoft. You already <laughs> let me go, the ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Games so, so no longer has employees. We're run by ambassadors. Yeah, by the way, the ambassador <laughs> program, that's the people that don't turn their Xbox on, which is Jazzy Fiddle. This is... 1,000% wait. But he bought an Xbox One X. They're like, well, I mean, we might as well make him an ambassador. He was a stupid stupid, yeah. stupid enough to buy an Xbox One X. I bought State of Decay 2. Just AKA kidding. A very shiny coaster. Yeah, yeah. That, that one is a little rough. But just kidding on the Xbox stuff. I love my Xbox One X. All right. But thank you to our patrons. Thank you to Phantom Joe for being our newest patron. You can become that next patron that gets put up on that ticker right above us right now with your name in fame. Patreon.com slash Games Media. Ah. If you, what, wait, if, what else can we listen to? Oh, if you like kick-ass action movies, yeah. you need to listen to Last Action Podcast, our newest podcast from Gamezilla Media, and it's uh, it's all about kick-ass, badass action movies. And it LPJ today, and the Sphinx uh, take you through a little trip, help uh, help you reminisce about some sweet action movies. Uh, you're gonna have, you're gonna learn some things. You're gonna have some fun. You're gonna have some laughs. And uh, you know, available gamesdillamedia.com, iTunes. Um, is it is it on Stitcher too? I know there's an approval Stitcher, process. Stitcher, Google, iTunes. Is it those everywhere? The, okay, it's everywhere. The, right. Yeah, those are uh, podcast addict to like a lot of places where you can't listen to it right now. Tune in radio because they suck. Just kidding, Tuning Radio, but you do make it hard to submit podcasts. So, just launched today. If you're watching us live yesterday, you're already a day behind if you're listening to us on iTunes. So, uh, go ahead and add Last Action Podcast to your subscription feed for your podcast and get that. Jazzy, tell us a little tale, an adventure, maybe. Tilly. Jandar. Noobs and dragons. The music I tried. So, noobs and dragons. <laughs> if it was a horse you clopping. love <laughs> overpowered healing clerics trying to help two idiots make it through the world. Oh, oh. come on! <laughs> I'm doing everything right now. Damn it! You have to listen to Noobs and Dragons. It's our D&D adventure podcast where we, a bunch of noobs, clearly don't know what we're talking about, are getting thrown into a world of adventure and trying to make our way and not kill ourselves and or each other. And uh, you can listen to that on Wednesday. Everywhere you can listen to us. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good job, Jazzy. Did you like those evil eyes I gave? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were great. Evil they were stare. great. I, everybody on iTunes is really going to appreciate those evil eyes. <laughs> Gamezilla Alpha is your one main topic, and this week we are going to be doing our E3 predictions, our hopes and fears. So make sure you are tuning in to. Uh, to the early access, hopefully. But uh, if not, then it's going to hit Sunday, right when, right before Microsoft takes the stage. So before the big three really start to roll out, you're going to be able to get all these predictions, all the you know the the fears and hopes, and uh, see how many dreams are crushed this year at E3 when Nintendo doesn't say a single thing about Metroid Prime Four, and I just take everything in my game room and burn it. Destiny 3, Destiny 3, Destiny 3. If, <laughs> if you like retro games, retro, like, like you like the retro games, the classic games, listen to the Legend of Retro podcast. Craig WK and Chops, sometimes Xander, uh, take you through a, a journey through history, and uh, they pick one game to be their featured game of the episode, where they dive into the history of it, and then they talk about their memories, experiences, and about the gameplay, and then they do the retro relapse, where they just pick a random retro game and play it and have some fun with it. So uh, go ahead and uh, make sure you add. Subscribe, whatever you gotta do. Like Legend of Retro podcast as well. Bottom line, we have a lot of cool shows. Bottom line, GameZillaMedia.com is where you can find everything we're doing. We are blogging right now about all this news that's coming out. So there's tons of Pokemon blogs. There's going to be a ton of E3 coverage. You're going to be able to see how upset I am with. Destiny 2 and how excited I am with Anthem when it gets launched here. The um, Basically, the bottom line is you want to go to GameZillaMedia.com. And if you like it, then you want to support us on Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia because that's how it works. I think there's going to be some hot exclusive content that could be coming to Patreon.com here mm -hmm. uh, over E3. So, uh, you know, hey, if you, you don't already... Have a Patreon donation in your name. Make sure you go ahead and throw that buck in there. Uh, it may give you some uh, access to some exclusive stuff. That's right. So, all right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out on episode uh, 211 of the Games Little Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe, that like, that heart emoji. Leave a comment. Give us five stars. And then go around to, like, you know, YouTube and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit us up on the stream like you're doing right now, but go watch Matrix on stage and test the face of Switch, test Anomics, Grimlock, Jazzy Fiddle, even Dead Eye Night is streaming now. Storage you Wars. can watch Storage Wars. Wars. Board game night right with Deadite. So thank you for all the support, and we'll see you next week. And until then, game, game on. on. I want to take a special moment at the end of this podcast to let you know we love our community. We love our fans. If you are listening to this, go to the Discord. Give a happy belated birthday to Mr. Sean Flack. And for everybody in the Twitch stream right now, let's get a birthday cake emoji in there for our boy, Sean Flack. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sean. <laughs>